Gundam style, everybody, and welcome to Wow Cool Robot. Uh, I almost did the pot of greed thing. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, the world's number one and only Gundam podcast sponsored by Kaiba Corp. Uh, I'm Max, and I use he, him pronouns, and with me, as always, is Sarah. I'm Sarah. I use she, her pronouns. What's up? We got that We got that sponsorship this week. Yeah. Um, so, right off the bat, I'm holding the microphone up to you. Episode 21. You know... <laughs> You know, you know how you know how the first opening of shows called "Raise Your Flag." Yeah, I, I think we now know what type of flag that they're talking about. Is it a what? What kind of flag? What kind of oh, a, a death flag? Is that a what death you're? Flag. Yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> I cannot like I had kind of sniffed at like here. Let me let me read the uh, the text of a post that I made in the Discord uh, a yeah. couple about a, maybe three or four weeks ago uh-huh. um, about this. Uh, Okay, so let me let me hear. So this is I, I'm I'm not gonna actually say the spoilers that I talk about in here, but I'm gonna like reference some spoilers. Okay. Um, so this is just the post that I made. Um, I know character dies because of an inopportune Google search, but you know explanation stuff about you know something I'm just theorizing about. Um, there's also a character who dies that multiple people said I'm gonna be upset about, but I don't think that character has shown up yet. Um, character and character definitely survive for a while, if not to the end of the show. Also a bad Google. Um, I think character is around in season two because they showed up in a few season two thumbnails while I was scrolling Crunchyroll. I know character dies, but I do not think I will be mourning them quite so badly when that happens. I'm really worried about Biscuit. <laughs> uh, my next, my next, my next note after that is uh, Fumitan and Eugene are characters I care dearly, but also seem like cannon fodder. So I'm not pinning my hopes on either of them making it. Well, but you're I'm, half right so far. Fifty percent so. <laughs> yeah, I really, uh, I really want Eugene to survive after this episode. <laughs> Apollo has blessed you with the gift of prophecy. Yeah. Well. Uh, well, pro- you know the gift of the gift of prophecy and a strong ability of pro- a strong ability towards process of elimination. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> the gift of prophecy and also like basic anime media literacy. Yeah. Uh ain't that how it goes? Uh, well. <sighs> You know, as we always like, just get ahead of ourselves because I feel like it's always just like the main thing, and then there's just like all the supplemental episodes leading up to the main thing each week. Um, yeah. So uh, to not get ahead of ourselves, I say we jump in. Yes. Um. Let me hit it with episode nineteen. The gravity of wishes. As Tekadon prepare to enter Earth's atmosphere, they are faced with one final obstacle. The Outer Earth Regulatory Joint Fleet led by Karta Isu. As they enter the fleet's defense zone, Tekadon's trap is sprung. Eugene uses the Alea Banana system to pilot two ships at once to destroy part of the Gyalarhorn orbital base in the area to stymie Karta's defense. This serves as a distraction so Kudeli and the other Tekadon leadership can safely make it to Earth in a shuttle. Gailio and Ayn arrive to stop them, but they are held back when Ozzy and Lofter covertly arrive to help aid the Tekadon boys. Ayn ends up taking a killing blow for Gileo as the boys safely make it into the atmosphere, except for Mikazuki, who has to surf on a destroyed mobile suit to make it to Earth without burning up. His fucking kicked ass. I fucking liked him. He's fucking good. Like, it's, you know, space battles are cool. And there's always in every Gundam series, almost every Gundam series, the cool, like, Earth re-entry moment. And, like, more often than not, it's like, oh shit, who's, are they not gonna make it in? But it's yeah, always like... Yeah, because that was in... 
I'm trying to remember if, it, if that happened in that happened in '79, right? It ha- in '79, like someone died really tragically on their way to Earth in that, right? I'm trying to remember. Uh, who oh, that okay. Was. So in Zeta Gundam, one of the Titans from early on, Kakarkon, died re-entry into Earth. Yes, that's um, what I'm thinking. That is what I'm thinking yeah. of. Yes, in in, in '79, because there was still like the crisis of getting to Earth, because Amuro mm. had to put like the heat condom on the Gundam to make it to Earth. Yes, right. Um, yeah, which putting is that, putting that bitch in a big rubber trash bag. That that's the thing. Like, on, on, it's like the Gundam Earth Reentry coolness scale, and on one end is Amuro's trash bag, and on the other end is what Mikazuki does. Yes, it's just like he badass. <laughs> he rides that. He rides that motherfucker like he's Vin Diesel jumping out the plane in the snowboard in Triple X. Yeah, I was gonna say he fucking SSX trickied his way down to Earth. <laughs> yeah, he hits the fuck. He hits the fucking the Simon Guillotine like spins that shit around his neck. Yeah. It's like you get the fucking points on screen. Wow, cool, amazing, excellent. <laughs> yeah, the Sonic like going through the sun, like in Sonic yeah. Heroes when you go through the rings and everyone just and you does can a just fun press pose. buttons to do cool poses. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. The other before I, I when I started that sentence talking about Vin Diesel, I was gonna there was a real 50-50 split of whether I was going to talk about that or if I was going to talk about um Sonic jumping out of the plane at the start of Sonic Adventure Two. Uh huh. Way past cool. Real- we really could have gone either way. Uh-huh. <laughs> Turns out we went both ways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes the two roads diverge in a wood, but they reconverge in like 50 feet. Yeah. Not a very wide road. <laughs> no. Um, so this one starts out. Everyone's like, <laughs> I just wrote they're playing catch with Space Cargo. Yes. They're- they're ever, like so much of this, like not to say that the series I had watched prior did not do anything with Zero G, but I really like the, like the kid. <laughs> I don't exactly know how to say this, but, like, the real kinetic nature of the zero gravity, like, in this first episode, I felt it a lot. Like, every time I see these people, every time I see people, like, you know, loading stuff and just, like, you know, passing it to each other in the zero G, like a fucking, like, they're just, like, passing a basketball between each other. Mm-hmm. Um, they're passing the, but also the Yeah, the conversation that Eugene and Shino have in that flashback, and they're, like, knocking each other around a little bit in the conversations, um... There's like even at the start of this, like Atra catches a box and gets, like, knocked back a, a little yeah. bit, but then, but then Yuki Nojo, like, holds her down. Yeah, it's it's very cute. Atra's also like, I'm gonna do revolution. Yeah, she's, she's still like, on this shit. She's like Philippe from from Aquin. Yeah, <laughs> born in the USA. I went to school and I got an A. <laughs> I just said that shit. She she said it. Um, we we she's get so a... small. She's wearing a baggy sweater. It's cute. Atra and she's like one of the best characters in the show. She fucking rules. It's like. In a show, in a series that constantly, like, does its women dirty, like, Atra is treated with the utmost respect as she should. Right, right. It's like, there's, I could, re- in with in the in the hands of a worse writer, Atra would really come off as, like, naive and, oh, like, yeah. re- really shallow. But, like, I think there's, she's just nice, though, is the thing. She's just nice with it. We love Atra. She's literally just, she's small, she's nice, she's got those sleek new anime hair vents, she's got the suicide yeah. doors. <laughs> I guess I guess I guess suicide doors are not sleek and new because suicide doors are like the old yeah that's the old like car how doors. car doors used to be before yeah. they got better. What's the what's the word for like the car doors that like go up like the DeLoreans? Uh, is, is those just, are going going. Yes, okay. Um, I, I just I just always in my mind those are always just DeLorean doors because that's uh-huh. what uh, that's how Will I Am calls them in uh, his <laughs> track The Hardest Ever. I am the future DeLorean doors. Will I survive? Never deceased. I'm gonna kill the game. Leave the rest in pieces, etc., etc. <laughs> um, that that, that song has that song's got a Mick Jagger verse on it where he does um he says the line uh 
hard like geometry trigonometry this is crazy psychology this is so fucking true i'm writing this shit down <laughs> Co- taking my Mick, notes cosine Mick Jagger, because that was some real shit you just <laughs> said god um we we get a cute like redux of of the handshake yes. scene oh, with Kudeli and so mika much. The, the parallels it's, between this and the end of the episode were really good to me, but um, we'll yeah. get there when we get to the end of the episode. Yeah. It's like, the show really likes hands, not in a weird way, but in like, mm-hmm. like, um, I, I, is it this? It, it, I, I forget. I might be getting conflated, but I don't remember if it's this opening. I think it's the next opening. Uh, there's like a shot of like Mika's hand and then like the Gundam's hand. It, it's like, the, the sh- it's like handshakes and, and sh- like grabbing each other's hands and like, it's a it's a hand type show. It's, yeah, it's ahead no, of its, time. it's 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 a it's a hand. You know, a hand is a connect. It treats the hand as like you know a connective node. How yeah. do you you know attach to other? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the the organic alaya banana. Yeah, you, you really got to <laughs> hand it to him. Um, but Kudelia asked to like shake Mika's hand once more, and he's like, "My hands are dirty," and she just says she doesn't care. She's like, "My hands are dirty too," metaphorically. <laughs> With blood and thoughts, with but blood I'm proud and of this hand. Yeah, it's a bit of a Natsuki Subaru moment for me. If I can, if I can go yaw, if I can go long about Rizio for a moment. <laughs> if you can go Sarah um, mode, yeah. If I can go Sarah mode, um, you're from, you know the concept of Rizio, right? Like just guy groundhogging yes. his day through a, through an isekai world. Yes. Um, in the second arc, there is a part where he is like. He he is like he becomes like a butler for this like big expensive mansion guy, and he like has uh-huh. to learn how to do things with his hands because he's like he's lived a a very chill life as a you know a seventeen year old Hikikomori who just games and watches anime all day, mm-hmm. um, and like but like he has to like you know learn how to like you know peel potatoes without slicing his fingers open and like cut you know trim hedges without cutting his fingers off and like he gets to the end of the day and he gets to the end of like his four his first like four or five days in this job and he's like. He's, he, there are magic users who could heal his hands, but he has, like, a real sense of pride about the, about, like, the, the cuts and bruises mm-hmm. and ways that his hands have come. And then he dies in his sleep and wakes up with perfectly pristine hands, and he never gets those scars back. And I think about that moment a lot, because it's a really tender moment. Yeah. But she's proud of this hand. This, this, yeah. you know, it's stained with, with, like, you know, it's stained with bloods and dreams and thoughts and everything, but, you know, she's proud of it. I like Yeah, it. like, she, she's actually, like, the fact that she's been able to dirty her hands and actually, like, make action and do something right. since she spent so much of the early show not being able to is, like, yeah, she should be right. damn proud she's, of it. She's not, like, she's not afraid, she is still, like, sad about the, the people, like, but she is, like, knowing that there is, like, you know, there is no such thing as a bloodless revolution. Yeah. And she's like, well, this is, you know, they're... There, I have lost comrades, but their 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 deaths have not been in vain. They have, you know, I have been able to move forward by them, yeah, through them. And like this is like, it's just like a, I feel like it's a really nice like reversal of some of the stuff that Noblis was saying to her in I can't remember if it was like the last batch of episodes we watched or the one before where he was like, ah, the maiden of revolution will step on the bodies of those beneath her, and it's yeah. like. It's it's like the most benevolent interpretation of like very much two sides of the same coin because like. Yeah, no, no end to that sentence. I'm just talking in circles because I fucking finished. No, it, I pounded, like, I pounded like, a monster. Yeah. I've got, I've got gas in me. I, I just pounded a monster before. Fuck yeah! Started recording. Podcast juice. <laughs> Podcast juice. Um. So after after the nice hand scene, uh, we we cut to the bridge. Orca is like skyping Montag. Uh, you know, it, it's about time to roll. They're about ready to head to Earth. Um, and mm-hmm. Orca's like, you know, hey, we've been working with you. You might as well do us the honor of telling us your real name. And Montag's just like. Well, 
Montag will do. And it's just like fucking Jason Bateman voice. I don't know what I expected. <laughs> right? Right? Jesus Christ, that's Montag Corporate. First name, <laughs> first name Montag, last name Corporation. Well, he, like, says, yeah, like, he says yeah, Montag. Yeah, <laughs> Organ, like when Organ turns on the kid, like we cut to them, them Skyping, and Organ's like, Montag Corporation, what is your real name? And for a second I was like, is this, I this I know this is Gundam, but is this motherfucker's name really, I know this is McGillis, but is he really claiming his name is first name Montag, last name Corporation? Yeah. Well, in, in the, in the sub, Damn, I've, in I've, the dub. I've heard, of, I've heard of companies being people, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, in, in, in the dub, he specifically says Montag is his last name. Mm. But it so presumably he's Heidi Montag's brother. I don't fucking know. But uh, everyone is his, like his, his name is his name is uh his first first name Montag, last name Yu Montague. There we go. <laughs> um Kudelia rolls in here and she's like, Thanks, Orga, for you know all the help so far. Um and, and like as she's talking to him, we like kind of see inside her head and she's thinking about the handshake. Mika's again, huge hands. Like, yeah, he he he's he's the anti-Trump. He has such large hands, <laughs> but he but he's such a he, he has Sorry. such a small little body. Sorry. And <laughs> it's funny. God damn it! Um, but she just like and she's fully like she's resolved right now. You know, she's like saying confidently she's going to make everyone happy when they bring her to mm-hmm. Earth. Like she's on it now. She she has her own podcast juice in her. Yeah, and she remembers she remembers Fumaton and and the promise that she made. She stares at the the station where Fumaton used yeah. to sit, and I, yeah. I she gets sad, and I also get sad. Yeah, how dare you sit where she's at? Well, no one's no one's daring to sit where she's at. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I uh, we we cut over to Carta. This is when we learn her name is Carta. Yeah, like, we didn't Carta. learn her name before. Um, and she she's she's on her girl boss shit. She is like. You know, riding high, commanding everyone. She's like just completely dunking on Galileo through Skype right now. Yes, I love it. Uh, she's so fucking dramatic, and I love like the the she's she says some shit that like the Federation, the the regulatory bureau simply thinks that the the big epic woman woman power squad designed for outer mild outer inner orth, or orbit protection is just made up for me to feel powerful. But I will show them. It's just yeah. very funny to me how like her. Like the we the places that we've met so far are like like two or three word things. It's like you know, like like I I don't know like the investigation bureau. Yeah, investigation bureau, like Tekadon, the CGS even was like you know mm-hmm. that was just, it's just letters. Words. And and hers is her thing. I don't even know what her whole fucking thing is because it's six words and I don't remember any of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the Outer Earth Joint Regulatory Fleet Commission. Yeah, it's that's some, some, that's some bullshit like, like that. That sounds, like, that sounds like some that sounds like some bullshit. Like like <laughs> this is the this is like the committee that uh, that fucking uh, Hunter Biden is on. Like just yeah. you know, not, a position earned, just like a position made up to give someone's kid a, a job. It, it's like some fucking Pentagon shit where they just have an overly wordy commission name just because they want to make it a cool acronym like Sword or something like that. Yes. Uh. But she 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 asks Skyly where McGillis is, and uh, he's like, she's like she doesn't remember his name at first. She's like you know, the one who got engaged to a bedwether to further his status, the one who's always fiddling with his hair. And I mean, it's just like she gets his ass, and Skyly was like, he's on vacation leave, so he yeah, takes his vacation to do this shit. His rules. He's chilling. He he takes his vacation to go Char mode. Yeah. <laughs> 
just just submitting just submitting my uh hey boss i'm gonna need uh i'm gonna need like may 15th to the uh 29th off i have to i have to go char mode if you know what i mean and then yeah. just leaving without a without another word <laughs> you, you just hold up like the the, the the silver wig and the gold mask you know how it is yeah you, you, you get it <laughs> we've all been there listen i i just got a i just got a fresh red coat of paint on my cool epic robot like I kind of gotta let loose and go char mode for a little yeah, bit. I'm sorry, boss. I, I know, I know, end of quarter's coming up, and we got to get these earnings on track. But you know, I need to take some me time. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I didn't really realize that he does have a bright red suit until just now. Yeah, yeah. That that really was the moment that like clicked for me. That like, oh, this guy is a char. Uh huh. <laughs> like, they got, a he, char. Got, he is a char. What can you say? <laughs> uh, so. We, we see we, we like we get some like panning shot uh, of Carter's whole fleet. It's yes. like seven seven big ships. They're like star destroyer esque looking yeah. things. Um, she like does some, she like does some posing and dramatic shit, and like she gets all of her guys to do like epic stance and in, information, and then she like yells at the guy second from the right who was not in time. Uh-huh. Which I think is funny that she specifically calls out that like says she's like a oh, second from the right. You were too slow, which is funny because the second from the right mobile suit is the same one that uh, Akihiro domes in yes ep- the episode twenty one. <laughs> I like to imagine it's the same guy. It is hundred percent. Carter's fail boy. Be. Carter's little fail guy. Uh. But she's waiting for them, right? Yeah. Tekadon knows this. <laughs> they were chasing. She was waiting. <laughs> Stomping out the store. <laughs> Issue bracelet. Issue bracelet. Um, they're, the we, we see the Isaribi. <laughs> or we don't see anything. So, so essentially, Eugene is... Like, they... All right. We're, we're, on, we're, on the, we're on the we're on the Isaribi bridge, and Eugene yes. is, like, fucking gassed up, and Dante and Chad are looking at him like, what the... What are you... What are you, you so good? Just, are you good, bro? And uh, he's like, haha, this was all part of our plan. We're ready to do this. And then from there, we flash back to Eugene and Shino in the loading I dock. I love this, this scene. This scene is so good. Um, I, like it's got the, it's got like the fun zero G kinetic like moving around stuff that I was talking about earlier. Uh-huh. But um, Eugene is complaining to Shino about uh, people getting people killed. And he's like really nervous about it, mm. and Shino's just like, "Well, if you know what, if we if you fail, we'll just say that's Eugene again, and we won't hate you for dying." Yeah, like he, he Shino sort of pokes fun at him. He's like, "Oh, I didn't realize you wanted to be like Orga that badly," and Eugene's like, "I don't want to be like Orga, idiot." Uh, it's <laughs> just, it's just like, and the whole time, yeah, you mentioned the zero G, but specifically, like Shino's like in a cockpit, and Eugene is floating upside down, like hundred eighty yes. degrees flip from him the whole time. It's just like it's it's just it's so casual. I love how the show casually is just like, yeah, they're in space. What of it? The, it's it's really fun, but it's also like maybe I'm reaching a little bit too much on this theme, but like I feel like this is. Like, because the last episode, the last three episodes we watched, Shino is really dealing with the fallout of having led guys to their deaths, right? Uh-huh. And, like, he has come out the other side of it of, like, he he is not, like, happy about that fact, but, like, he has, like, accepted it as, like, mm-hmm. a, as, like, a thing, as, like, a thing that comes with the... Yeah, it's, with like, an eventuality. The, right, an eventuality of leadership. And, like, he is right ways up about it. He's no longer, like, he, he is still concerned about it, but he is no longer, like, you know... Occupying all his waking thoughts with, oh god, I yeah. fucked up so bad. Everyone died because of me. And Eugene is still just like he's he's floating. Did you did you see that fucking clip by the way that was circulating circulating on Twitter a couple days ago from totally the from totally spies? Um, I mean, I've seen all of totally spies. <clears throat> I don't remember the specific clip though. Um, I was gonna link it to you, but then I realized that I just turned on I I turned on cold turkey on my on my desktop, so I could not look at Twitter while I was uh, podcasting. Mm. <laughs> 
So let me let me pull. I just need to. This is, I'm going to send you like I'm pulling it up on my phone. And I'm going to send you like a, yeah. a clip, and it's like two minutes long. But I'm not. You don't have to watch the whole thing. I just want you to skip to like the last ten seconds or so. Okay. Um, where is it? Here we go. <clears throat> I mean, I highly recommend watching this entire clip when you get a chance, but because it's one of the most batshit animated fight scenes <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. But um, here, I'm dropping the link. Just like the last ten seconds of this video, yeah, I just, I just, need, I just need you to hear this. Del- I just need you to hear this delivery. This, uh, this final line here. Floating, floating, floating. That guy's fucking hair. My goodness. <laughs> right. Floating. He looks like a Gundam guy. He looks a bit Gundam. He looks like a Pokemon villain. Is what he looks like. Yeah. He's like he's like Colrest too. <laughs> um. But the the gist of this whole thing is that like you know. Eugene is acting so bombastic as, like, a shield to hide how he's, like, very, very nervous and is hoping to just, like, power through his nerves and just, like, you know, get get, yeah. get her done, essentially. Yep. Um, we, um, we, we we get a scene in the hangar uh, in, in one of Carta's fleet ships. We see Gileo and Ayn. Uh, they're looking at the suits. They're ready to get kill ready to these guilty children. Yeah, uh, specifically, uh, me, me the, the robot noticer. Um, Kamaris has these two, like, huge pods on its back now. This is technically a new form of it. It's now the Kamaris Booster. Uh, Kamaris is Gileo's ship, right? Yeah, the, the, the purple I've, and I've, white one. I've really got none of these guys committed. I've, I've really got none of these ship names committed to memory except for, like, Barbados and, mm-hmm. like, really, yeah, that's, like, that's all I could name. The, 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 the main one. Yeah, the main yeah, Like, yeah. I, I, have not, I have not committed this Gundam memory, this Gundam knowledge to memory mm-hmm. quite yet. Yeah, we'll get there. But, um, you know, it, it's just small. It's just, you know, it's faster now. Um. And Gailu mentions to Ayn, he's like, yeah, Carter's always been like this. You know, we everyone hoped that by putting her in charge of this committee, you know, she would kind of mellow out. But it seems to have the opposite effect. No. And we cut back she, to she's baby con- mode. She's, she's a real Carta issue. <laughs> we all have our Carta issues. Yeah. God, don't we all? Uh, we see, we see, we see baby boy, baby boy Baldwin. Baby boy, baby boy, Bodwin is so good. <laughs> little, little guy. Carta, uh, uh, Carta is like sitting in a tree, and she's like, "You're a fucking diaper boy." And Bodwin's like, "Yeah, well, you still fucking wet the bed, so fuck you." Um, <laughs> and then McGillis rolls. McGillis shows up at the school. He's wearing just like a black t-shirt and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Like, and and Bodwin and and Carta are both like you know in fancy little lad clothes. And yeah, so, they and like so Victorian children. <laughs> McGillis rolls up looking like the white Sasuke. Yeah, and and Carta, you, we see Carta's like it's immediate, like oh she has a crush on him it's, right away. It's uh, I guess yeah yeah I guess so. I thought it was more. To, I I immediately interpreted the complete opposite direction. It was like immediate animosity towards him. Oh really? Like like I interpreted this as like she's seeing him and be like okay this guy is my fucking enemy now. It's on <laughs> I hate this guy's guts. <laughs> but her asking after McGillis makes a lot more sense if it's the other way around. Yeah, yeah, she sees him and is like, whoa, mysterious, rude, blonde child, mine. Yeah, oh shit, the White Sasuke. The White Sasuke. <laughs> uh, Unfortunately, I, you can't name this episode the White Sasuke, because we just had the last one, White Yoda. Yeah, I know, damn. It's okay, I'm sure we'll say something stupidly funny later. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, sure. We cut from baby McGillis to adult McGillis in the Montauk disguise, of course. Um, he's, like, just expositing to Toto some fucking bullshit about, you can take advantage of anyone by exposing their past, and I know yeah. it all too well. You can grasp someone's heart and manipulate them. And we get a cut of, like, all the big players. We see we see McGillis' dad. We see McMurder, Barristan, Selmy. We see Makanai, Carta, I, Noblis, Baldwin. <clears throat> um, basically, every every major player who is not currently in, get involved with uh, Tekadon. Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, of course, Ashar would know something about how to manipulate people. 
certainly yeah. makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's kind of like hopes to Toto that like, you know, I hope the Tekadon are, are truly believe in what they're doing right now. He says uh, that he says that the supposedly bright future is only wasted on cleaning up the foolish past, but I am the same. Yeah. I just love when people just do stupid exposition in Gundam. Do, do you think this is progress, Tekadon? If so, show it to me. Uh, and then we cut to Naze's wives all giving him a big huggy, and then we get the Yeah, card. they give big huggy. It's nice that like Amida's not doing big huggy. Like Yeah, we see we see it, it, we, we we get another one we meet another well, we've we've met this other with this other one of Naze's wives before, but we've not actually gotten a name for her. Eco. Echo yeah, Do you know who voice uh Echo? Echo. Do you who know who voices voice Echo? Kira Buckland. <laughs> Fuck yes! So did we're gonna do. Did you, we're gonna did do you, Beyond Tomb World on her. Did you see that thing from like a month ago or two when when Kerbifer tried to get in my fucking mentions? No. Okay. Okay. So you you know you know why I'm bringing this up, right? Because Kerbifer and Kira Buckland had like a yes. long like Kira Buckland used to be like a Newgrounds voice actor. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And she was like she like a lot of Newgrounds voice actors was just engaged like involved in a lot of uh, Aaron or not uh, Aaron um. Kerbifer, Chris Niosi's stuff. Yes. Um, noted piece of shit, uh, Chris yeah, Niosi. No, noted, noted fucker. Noted fucker sex creep who was so bad that he got kicked out of... He, <laughs> it's he got so, kicked off Fire Emblem! But anyways, so Kerbifer had a really long history of uh, just really riding coattails. Like, everyone... Uh, like, you know, he just surrounded himself with really successful people and made, like, mediocre content, and the popularity of the people around him were was enough to, you know, buoy him up. Yeah, but as yeah. those people as those people experienced more mainstream success, he did not because he had the thing of you know being a fucking sex pest for years and defending like like rapist and helping close ranks um mm-hmm. and so when Kira Buckland was announced to be the dub voice of Jolene in Stone Ocean I quote tweeted it and I was like Kerbifer in fucking shambles and he got in my mentions for three tweets about God. this fucking loser and he was like actually we in the voice actor community lift each other up and not tear each other down and what you're doing i can't believe you would attack someone like this and he deleted all of them so i don't have any evidence of this anymore but there were a couple of screen caps and also funnily enough the when when kira buckland announced that chris niosi did uh reply to her tweet being like wow you've finally done it you've given me reason to watch jojo ha 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 and she has uh, as of this date yet to like his reply to this fucking <laughs> which is very funny to me love that <laughs> Yeah. That's a snippet of internet drama. Uh, fuck Chris Niosi. Fuck, fuck, so, fuck Chris Niosi. So stand to be the funniest thing in the world. The funniest thing in the world to me is the fact that the man who had like a fucking rock hard erection for everything Nintendo. Like he did brawl taunts. He did. He like he he was like mm-hmm. the he was like the 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 lead on all of those like the Nintendo the Super Nintendo like flash compilations. Like yeah. all of that stuff. And he doesn't. He got kicked out of Smash. He got kicked. Out of Smash and Fire Emblem. We love to fucking see it. It's <sighs> delicious. Oh, <laughs> anyway, sorry for that. Anyways. Sorry for that digression. I just think about that a lot. Oh, that's funny. I love it. Um, so, Tekadon Pog moments, right? Because yes. they've flown too close to the joint fleet, whatever, whatever. Uh, Carta has her man fire upon them. And she's like, oh, you know, what a shame we couldn't get to fight or anything. And then they're like, uh, there's two signals now. So what's happening is they're essentially ramming forward using uh, Brooks, the, the brewer's ship, as like the frontline decoy while they fly directly behind it so you can't pick it up right away. Right. Um, Eugene does some fucking sick AV shit by telling Dante and Chad to plug him into both ships at once. The multi-track drifting. So, 
This is so he, fucking sick. He he is. They're they're like, dude, don't just fucking try and fucking look cool. But we we I, can you handle this? And he like does like the he like thumbs his nose and is like, hmm, now yeah. is the time to look cool. Some Pokemon rival type shit. This is some Gary Oak nonsense. So sick. I love Eugene so much. It's so good. And he uses Brick Ship. It eventually gets destroyed, but when it, it just gets destroyed, it blows up into like this gigantic cloud of they call it yeah, Nano Mirror Chaps. They, they they fucking glitter bomb Carter's fleet. They glitter bombed it! <laughs> Uh, which just knocks out all of her sensors. And eventually she just like tells everyone to like do a concentrated burst and like burn it all away. And she does. And by the time, you know, they get uh, visibility and look around, they see the Isaribi is, like, fucking ramming into the orbital base and, like, just basically, like, tears, yeah, like, the pe- a, a the penis ship, the, on the, the side penis ship, the Gladsheimer. <laughs> they they ram it and then, like, they, like, cut across the sphere at the front of it, like, mm-hmm. halfway. It's so sick. It's so fucking real. And, and, and this basically, like, you know, forces Cardus fleet to scramble and, like, they can't put all their resources into fighting them. It's a huge distraction. And, like, as he's kind of, like, handing, passing the baton to the next phase of this operation, he asks Dante and Chad, am I cool? As just a fucking comedy explosion of blood blasts out of his nose. Right, right. Um, we cut over to the main Tachodon kids, you know, Orga and Biscuit and, and, and uh, Maribit, Atra, Kudeli, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, mm. They're on, like, a re-entry shuttle. They're getting yep. ready to go to Earth. They're, you know, they've, like, taken advantage of the distraction that Eugene and the Isaribi have caused. But before they're able to go, Ayn and Gailio show up because they kind of see through this whole uh This whole charade. I, the charade. Oh, I, I know how Mars rats operate. I've lived there. We need to punish these gu- children. Yeah, <laughs> these these guilty children. These guilty... <laughs> My favorite fighting game series, Guilty Children. <laughs> <laughs> I want like a fucking I want guilty your babies. Like please April Arxis Arxis Arc Arc system works. Please April 1st announce guilty baby guilty your babies where you just play as all the all the characters but like as babies. Soul bad kid. Soul bad soul baby. Soul baby. <laughs> soul baby. <laughs> uh they 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 attack of course. Um but before they can like actually like hurt everyone uh Ozzy and Laughter show up. Yeah, they're, they in, got, they're the, in the the, the Roe. The Roe. They basically explain, like, yeah, everyone knows what kinds of ships uh, we use in the turbines. So they basically like use spare parts to make like these undercover uh, suits that no one's really seen before. So they don't know they can't tie it back to uh, Naze and the turbines. They're called the Roe. They're cool. They're you know they're just dark gray. They have a fun mm-hmm. face. They're they're normal looking suits. Nothing like too out of the ordinary they look, about they them. Look, they look like regular guys. Yeah, they're just regular guys. Um. Kimaris um, is very very fast. Mika's fighting yes. him, but he's like having a lot of trouble. Yeah, uh, but Mika reads in like a fucking book. Baldwin is yes. Baldwin's been downloaded. Fucking round one, he lost. Mika lost round one to gain info. Mika has uh-huh. now outsold. He absolutely fucking trounced him. Yeah, he 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 knows that Gailio has has a Z crystal on him now. He knows. Yeah, how he to knows. Draw that he, out. He knows the cross up. He knows the cross ups in the corner. Baldwin will or Baldwin will go for. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. Galileo charges always, him with the it's lens. Always, it's always the same shit. Mid, mid, overhead, mid, low, mid, mid, overhead, mid, low, mid. Every every fucking time. Yeah, he does a fucking like Daigo parry as yes. <laughs> uh, as Galileo tries to round with the lance and just like he he has reactive armor, which is a fancy name for armor that pops off when it gets hit. Yeah. So he does that and and pulls Galileo's lance away. Um. Meanwhile, Ayn is just completely trouncing Shino's ass because Shino has like this whole wire around him. And yeah. Ayn is like, he's almost like puppeteering Shino because he's like right. telling him like, you know, you can't use the live and system if like 
your limbs are just tied down, essentially. Mm-hmm. I was, like, fucking straight up making up stories for what Crank did and how Tekken yeah. responded. He's like, oh, Crank must have tried to help you, but then you killed him. I hate you. He's still on his bullshit. Listen, it's it's the man who's important to him, but, like, he's he's just telling stories at this point. He's just saying shit, and before he can, like, really hurt Shino, he notices that, uh-oh, Gailu's about to get got by his own lance. So, mm-hmm. Mika's about to, like, just, you know, point blank hit in the cockpit. Ein flies in. And takes the hit for Gailio, point blank, right in the cockpit. Right. Um, you know, he, he's fucked up. We, we see a view from inside, and, like, it's, it's dark, and there's blood floating around. And yeah, he's Gailio alive, though. Out. Yeah, Barely, he, he, he's he is alive. alive. Critically, his, like, little cockpit pod pops out, and yeah. um, Gailio's able to grab it and retrieve it. Yep. Um, Carta's very mad about all of this. Yeah, Carta's like, uh, alright, let's send out our MS fleet. Uh, and they, they come out and they say, okay, do the snake formation, Storm Undrang. Yeah, they do a cool spin. Uh, these are Grey's Ritters. They're like fancier Grey's. They have a nice teal color. Like yeah. teal, my favorite and the, color. And then an epic red suit comes out, and it's literally, it's, it's literally just Char. It's just Char. This suit is so, I love this suit so much. It's called the Grim Gerda. Um, it, it's a Valkyria frame suit, and it's just fucking sick. Yeah, it's epic. It's like r- red with like t- twin gold swords. I love it. Yeah. It's so uh, cool. Mika immediately clocks that this is McGillis. And mm-hmm. um, I know you've said on multiple occasions that there are not new types in this one. But. <laughs> but it's like, at what point? Like, how? I, I don't think Mika's stupid, but I don't. Like, his deductive reasoning has not seemed that strong. Like, I think someone. I think, people, I think there are people in Tekadon who could deduce. Oh, this, 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 that, and the other thing. This is probably McGillis, Montag, Chocolate Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> I just, I don't know how Mika sussed this out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like, there, there's, it reminds me a little bit of this one scene from uh, the Gundam Wing OVA, uh, mm-hmm. Endless Waltz, where this one, one of the main characters shows up in a suit and he's just literally standing still in the middle of nowhere, just like firing a gun. And another character is like, oh, I recognize that fighting style. That must be duo. And it's like, you recognize the fighting style of standing still and shooting, which is funny because, I mean, it literally is how he fights. But with this, it's like, that's we so, haven't seen. No, that's so funny, though. Just like, oh, standing standing in one place, just fucking blasting. That's got to be duo. Yeah. It's, it's so stupid. But, I, like, we haven't seen mcgillis in a suit like this we haven't seen mcgillis fight with twin blades like his grace never did that so i don't know how the fuck mika did this like i don't know it's not new types but it's just it's something that is hard to explain that you just kind of have to hand away of a way of like yeah mika just pays a lot of attention i guess it's very funny that mcgillis is like wow your senses are incredible and mika's like yeah they're normal yeah <laughs> I'm, a, I'm regular guy i'm baby regular regular little guy yeah uh everyone's getting ready for re-entry now yeah tekadon is now in free fall to earth yeah, um, you know, it, it, the, Car- Car- oh, go on. I was, you know, the atmosphere is burning up around yeah. them. It's all red and glowy and shit. Yeah, uh, one of Carter guy, one of Carter's guys refuses to pull back despite the order and wants to stop someone. And this guy gets fucking owned by Mika and ridden down to earth, like in mm-hmm. like in Sonic Adventure Two or like in Triple uh, X movie. Um, uh-huh. Montauk hits the bricks. Uh, he's like, "All right, I'll I'll talk I'll talk you later, guys. Bye, yeah, um, peace." The, it's very funny that the guy that the guy that Mika kills to to ride down to Earth like right before he dies like we cannot let space rats go to Earth. <laughs> you were instrumental in helping them go to Earth. 
Quote, well, quote well from, done. Quote from man actively getting killed by a space rat. Yeah, I didn't think the leopards would eat my face. Um, um, this, is when, this is when we get a flashback to baby Orca, Orga and Mika. Yeah. And Orga's talking about like, oh, we gotta go somewhere epic where we belong. Um, Orga extends his extremely bloody hand for Mika to take, which Mika does. And Mika, despite having just killed a man, having blood on his hands, Mika's hands are actually spotless. Like, he does yeah. not have any... And it's just parallels to the start of the episode to me. Yeah. Like, it's hands. It's hands. It's uh, hands. And, and one, one hands are spotless, but they are stained with blood, metaf- like, metaphorically. Yeah. One's hands are very dirty. hmm From, like, you know, doing... From, like, getting down... From, you know, doing the shit. Yeah. yeah. Do you get it? Do you get it? Hands. Uh... And and Mika flashing back to this is what like is he's like resolves him to um you know to survive and this is what like because at this point uh the reentry shuttle has like communication's been cut off because they're descending to Earth so they don't know if Mika's gonna be okay because if he didn't you know surf this mobile suit down like Sonic did like he would burn up and die um and like the, the it, I love this moment because like the the episode credit music plays and like as the windows open back up on the shuttle they see Mika just fucking riding this thing down it's so sick yeah it fucking rules uh and the last thing is mika looking up at the sky and seeing his namesake the crescent moon <laughs> he, does, he does he does like fucking soy jack at it <laughs> yeah <laughs> he does leo point that's me yeah, that's me <laughs> it's mikazuki spongebob point yeah <laughs> uh that's episode that's episode let me find i've got too many notes with with gundam summaries written on them okay here we go <laughs> Now we're on to episode 20. Brother. 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 <laughs> Takadon has finally arrived on Earth to meet with the representative from Arbrow they've heard so much about, Togonosuke Makanai. In their meeting, they're informed that the actions they took on Dort led to the people there enshrining their rights, but also find out that Makanai has real, no real political power as he's currently in exile. He hires Tekadon to escort him to the next Arbrow meeting so that he can be re-elected as a representative, but this drives a wedge between Biscuit and Orga. Biscuit, having recently learned that his brother Sovereign ended his own life after the events on Dort, is concerned with the lives of his comrades being lost in their struggle and is worried that Orga isn't concerned enough. He threatens to leave Tekadon if they don't make plans to head straight back to Mars, and both boys are very sad about this conversation. Oh, it's good. I'm doing. It's, um, a, they're doing a big sad. Dude, <laughs> oh, frowny face. Colon yeah. left parentheses. Yeah. Um, let's see. So we're on we, the beach. Yeah, we're on the beach. Uh, finally, the the, the Iron Blooded Orphan Beach episode. I've been waiting for. <laughs> That's exactly what my notes are. <laughs> they're unloading everything. A ride falls in the water. It's like Ugh, salt. <laughs> Water. This water sucks. It's sticky. I hate it. I want to go back to Mars. <laughs> standing in the stand, like the Wojak standing in the corner of the room. Yeah, they, the water's they salty. They don't, <laughs> they don't know I hate it here. They don't know I'm from Mars. <laughs> we do. It's all you talk about. <laughs> um, Barbados needs to be fixed up and can't really be piloted until it gets fixed up because a lot of it, like, a couple pieces, fell off on entry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, you can't pilot a space use mobile suit on Earth that well. Turns out. Yeah. Kudeli and Mika and Atra look up at the moon together, and it's sweet. It's nice. Uh, we see a very strange old man show up. And, yeah, he looks, like, he, he, he looks like Kumehyun from, from Guilty Gear. Like he, this, this man looks like his stomach will open up, and there will be a small Korean child in there controlling them via uh, a... What the fuck does the what the fuck does Kumehyun even, like, have? I don't even know what that is. Like, what is the instrument? Are you familiar with this character at all? Um, spell, say the name again. Uh, it's Kum K U M, 
Heihun. H-A-E-H-Y-U-N. Heihun. Um, loading image. Huh. It's like... It's like a cyber harp? Yeah, it's... It's... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about about music, despite having a music podcast, but... Yeah. But yeah, anyway, it's similar vibes, though. Uh, Makanai is. We know it's Makanai, but yeah. no one else here does. Uh, but Taki's like... Uh, he's like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but he wants to see you, Orga. Um, but so we 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 get the you know we get the op, we cut back. Uh, Ayn is alive. Ayn's, yep, Ayn is a alive. B in the Lazarus pit that Takaki was in. Yeah, after... he's soaking up that back to fluid. Yeah. Uh, the doctor says his organs aren't functioning and necrosis is beginning to set in. Seems yeah. bad. Seems not good. And he's like, well, we can do some like we can make him mechanical. We can robotify him and. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Baldwin was like, fucking, no, that's awful. No, biological or bust. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants, uh, he wants him to fight again. He wants to avenge, he wants him to avenge his supervisor. He can't die like this, not because of me. Yeah, it, it's like, Dialio's really latched onto Ayn. It's good to see, you know, it's like, we don't get a whole lot of him and Ayn, like, over the course of these episodes leading up to this, but, like, it's nice to see that he really cares about him, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, he, he blames himself for... I'm getting fucked up in the battle and everything. Um, we cut back to the beach again. Uh, Rai, Takaki, and Yami, they're all sitting on the beach. <laughs> Rai's on the, complaining about the salty water again. Makes things so sticky. He wants to go back to Mars and Kreese and everything. It's just like, you're on Earth. Enjoy it. Yeah, come on. I want to go to the beach. I'll, I'll trade places. Um, they're like, oh, it's the end of our job, though. I wonder if we'll get a bonus. And um, yeah. Shino is excited about the reputation of the gig. We'll get him back on Mars. A lot of babes and so on. So on. Uh, Lockter, uh-huh. Lockter throws a Coke can at him. And it's the it's that one, the, the one meme of the guy getting a Coke bottle, like, thrown at his face. Have you seen, yeah. you've seen this? <laughs> <laughs> like, Shino just grinning ear to ear, thinking about the babes he'll get. And then Lockter's Coke bottle mid-flight. Speeding Coke bottle? Yes. Oh, God, that's good. Um... Yeah, it, we cut to um, Eiko is talking about, you know, how they got the Rue to work on land. Because, like, we see Yukinocho working on Barbatos, and he's like, yeah, she's fucked. Uh, and, and they tell him that, like, they have some tricks that they want to try to, like, you know, kind of tweak Barbatos to get it to work better. Uh, and and I, I think uh, Echo, it's either Echo or uh, Lofter is like, it suit Mika more than the muscle man, at least. And we cut yeah. immediately to Akihiro sneezing as the anime thing. And Shino's like, have you caught an earth cold? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that earth cold. Yeah. Um, um Ma- we cut to Makanai, one of Makanai's goons like delivering onto them a fish, and nobody on Tekadon knows what a fish is. They're just like, what the what the fuck is this what creature? What is this creature? Is this a declaration of war? Yeah, I love it. It's so funny. It's just a and flounder. La- the, and then laughter picks it up, it's like, ooh, flounder. Yeah. Uh the delivery I... man also notices Mika's hedgehog spines, and he's like, yuckaroo. Gross. <laughs> because because nobody on Earth has the Alaya Vinyana, nor do they have like you know prosthetic legs like Yukinojo does. Yeah, I like well, that. I'm I like su- that you know, that... I, I'm sure I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that uh, you know you can get a prosthetic leg on Earth, but not like not like uh, yeah, yeah, not like the uh, uh, Yukinojo's prosthetic is like very rudimentary. It's like Star Fox like, legs. Honest, honestly, like the way I interpret that leg, it's like it is like the modern day equivalent, or I guess the future day equivalent of like a peg leg. Yeah, just just like, very just, utilitarian, just, simple. Yeah, it it you can stand on it. You can do a couple. You can do a couple things you need to with it. Yeah, it's like, and that's kind of it. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then yeah, you can just mention, you know, it's like reminds them of the war and everything like that. 
once again, we see Gaelio, who's mad about Ayn's situation. This time he's Skyping McGillis, who's, I guess, un-Montag right now. He's back from vacation. He's wearing his normal regulatory clothes. Um, and McGillis mentions, he's like, hey, you can give Ayn and Aliyah banana. And yeah. Gaelio is like, I'm going to fucking puke, dude. Don't you dare say that again. And then, because Gellerhorn has instilled in him a hatred of, quote, non-natural bodies for fear of them being used against Gellerhorn. Um, mm-hmm. And Miguel's like, what? Don't you want to save your bro? Your homie? Your, your special little yeah. guy? Do it and for your funny guy. You have to do it for your little boy. <laughs> you must, Gallo, you must do this. Your emotional support child murderer. <laughs> uh, we cut to later that evening. Um, the, the gang are getting ready to meet Mach and I. Um, Orca is like already a little suspicious of mm-hmm. like why it's taking us long for them to be able to meet him because he was like you know is, why is it so complicated if it were if it were going to be really as simple as just getting Kudeli to meet him you know we'd be done already we'd be leaving um, we get we do cut back over uh, we get a scene of this scene else. is so cute everyone every, everyone who is not Tekadon is really just digging into the flounder and Tekadon is like what the fuck is this this looks like it's sh- so I hate the look of funny. it this is so and Ach- and Mika is just like eating his what Mars dates what are they Mars palms? his his Mars palms Mars palms yes that's what it was I was I knew it was a p word but I couldn't figure out what it was um mm-hmm. Mika's just like sitting there staring at it, just eating his Mars palms and Atra comes up to like hey it was really scary to make this thing but the turbines helped so eat it yeah it's fucking great and like he, he refuses and like akihiro is so grossed out like everyone is like Ugh. it's funny because like you know sure they've never seen a live dead fish before i imagine they're all grossed out <laughs> yeah <laughs> listen if you served me so if you if i had only been eating vegetables and whatever the hell you eat on mars and you gave me something that had eyes i'd be freaked out too yeah honestly um the they they start talking about heading back to mars and atra is like wistful about kudelia becoming someone that they can't talk to yeah, like, you, you think that <laughs> once she's world famous, she'll forget about her original friends? I'm really, I am I just want to say I'm really excited for this story, for, for for us to be done with this, so that I can go on AO3 and look at Atra Crudelia fix, because <laughs> I want this in my life. <sighs> uh, we cut over uh, to Mach and I's, like, yes. you know, little uh, water house place. Uh, it's Orga, Biscuit, Meribit, and Crudelia. Yes. They're meeting with Mach and I, and Orga is like really nervous about just being there because they're like, Yalhorn can attack at any moment. And Mach and I explains, actually, no, uh, all of the Earth's <laughs> economic t- blocks fucking love you guys. Yeah, he takes a big bite of cereal and says, Galahorn will not come here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he basically explains that Dort eventually, Dort. actually, the unions did work out an agreement with the government and like they actually got rights and everything. So. Despite the bloodshed, it like worked out for the best, and Kudelia's like, "What the fuck? I did it! Um, I did this shit on concrete! I did that!" And it, it, it's like it's <laughs> she, did, she, did the fuck, she did the the left at London. <laughs> she did the or left at London. <laughs> find the, <laughs> I did that. I did. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> and like it, it's colored a little bit of like it's also good for business because. He mentions how the conditions, you know, things got a little bit worse for Dort after the conflict, but for everyone else, you know, they ended up making more money from it. Right. The, Afri- so the African like- Union, the African Union, which Dort is like a satellite of, did not like yeah. the monetary uh, hit there. But you know, that frees up market space for other people to move in on. Good money. Yeah, because right now they're in the Oceanian Federation, uh, where Machinai's yes. shack is. So, yep. so he's like, yeah, so they're going to protect you because you know, Machinai's Machinai's sandals island resort. <laughs> His timeshare. Yeah. He went to an <laughs> He went to a, a three hour long insurance presentation to get his time to get that timeshare. Yeah, he's like, shit, Chief, this sounds good to me. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um 
so he, he tells Kudelia, uh, he's like, you know what? You're here. I'd love to help you free Mars, but, but... I may have forgot to mention <laughs> now this skip. special piece now of information. Skip. Now skip. I want to address the issue. You know that I am sympathetic to the plight of the people of Mars. But! but... <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I have no power at all. But! <laughs> they all hate my guts. Yeah. <laughs> but Tokonosuke Makanai is a fucking chump. Skip. <laughs> He will let you down, Skip. <laughs> just like it's just the it's just that fucking the that clip of him like uh, that kip that that like uh that like minute and a half long clip of of Stephen A. Smith disparaging the the uh, Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys yeah. that they played like the day after the Dallas Cowboys fucking shit their way out of the playoffs. Uh huh. I love it. <laughs> fucking legendary uh orga immediately snaps at him of course and kudelia almost does too but he's like but there's ways to turn us around that thing uh, i'd be a simple solution mm, my boy my boy he's fucking stroking his beard all smart like uh mm-hmm. he mentions there's a general assembly meeting to elect Arbrow's leader he can be elected there and help kudelia he's very certain that he'll be elected if he gets brought <laughs> right there, i'm so. like staring at this where it's like like step step one i am in exile step two we go to the election and i am reelected. step three they love me enough to reelect me step four profit yeah it, it, it's like presumably because we know i, I forget he, he mentions the current leader and it's like that pink haired woman we saw in that one scene who was talking to um uh isnario farid so mm-hmm. what i think happened is like Gjallarhorn kind of ousted him and set up her as the leader so like mm. if, it, if it's like a truly democratic process everyone loves him and knows that he was kind of ousted that way so if he returns they'll elect him unanimously because they all loved him bef- more than the pink haired lady I'm sure um, I'm sure this will go swimmingly because there is only four episodes left in this entire series and there's not a second season y- yeah <laughs> four episodes to get to Edmonton yep. um, <laughs> yeah yeah by the way they're gonna have to go to like the other fucking side of the world yeah, it's it's that is that how far away it was? I did not realize how far away like where they are and where they were going was. Well, I've got, I mean, I've got no real Oshi- sense. I've got no real. I mean, I'm I'm absolute dog shit at geography. I do not think I have won a world yet. Like that was not like you know one of the one of the Netherlands or uh, yeah or like I don't know when they did Ukraine like two days after the Russia yeah. invaded. I was like, well, like, that one's easy, I guess. It's like I well, he's in the Oceanian Federation, right? Yes. So not other side of the world, but like they're going from Australia. Far to, away. They're going from like presumably like the Southwest Pacific to like Eastern Canada. Right. Yeah. I'm not used to. The, I'm. I'm still not used to this. Like the anytime Gundam goes to like Earth and I have like actual like landmarks I can look at, I get really thrown out of proportion because it's always like this is supposed to be completely nebulous to me. I'm supposed to not have any idea of how far right. away these things are. It's supposed to be like right. space place to space place transport. Oh, not okay. Western Canada. Just kidding. Not Eastern. Okay, so, yeah, that's, it, it, it's that's... like it's like West Central Canada was where Edmonton is. This is in Alberta. Um, but it, you know, it's it's simple as simple um, as it's free. It's just free money. It's free real estate. It's, it's just free money. Like the, the timeshare he's in. Yeah, <laughs> it's free money, and the Pikachu song starts playing. Yeah. Uh, but he's also like making very thinly veiled threats at Orga too, because he's like. You know, well, you guys can't leave Earth anyway. Like, you're stuck here. How are you going to get off Earth? Gallarhorn knows where you are. And, you know, it would be pretty easy for them to just be called here and radio of your location. Anyway, think about my kind offer. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, uh, very, I am not threatening you. I'm <laughs> uh-huh. A- 
as he opens one eye very like intensely. Right. He's just been like a doddering old man with both of his eyes closed. Yeah. Like, oh yes, thank you, Tekadon. I've been wanting to do this half metal deregulation myself. <laughs> but don't <laughs> think about leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking lunatic old man. Uh they're all still mad about this, obviously. And they're like all meeting later in the mess hall, I guess. Uh, Kudeli is telling everyone, like, you know, don't worry about it. Like, I'll figure this out. You guys brought me here. Uh, you guys can lay low and, and I'll work on everything. And as she says this, we get a call from the Iseribi. Um It's Eugene. We, we that Everybody's okay. It's Eugene. Yay. Everyone's fine. Uh, Hammerhead and the Iseribi are being like harbored by the Oceanian Federation in space. Because again, they're protecting them. They love them. They love that they're bringing them profit more than anything else, obviously. Right. Um, e- Eugene mentions that he has a message for Biscuit. Um, but we don't get any of that yet. Uh, and we cut to later that night, Orga is like talking to Naze through, you know, the Skype. Uh, this yep. is like active. This isn't like how it was in that one episode. This is yeah. like, you know, active communication. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm glad to see that, uh, Skype did not drop the ball like they did for, uh, the pandemic. Like when, when the calamity yeah. war happened, they made sure they were the first one in the, in for their cross for their, for those long distance communications. Yeah, exactly. They, we don't have zoom in this timeline i just i this is such a this is such a this is such a mundane thing to be talking about but i just i think genuinely once a week about how skype fucked everything so badly it's so funny like literally comes pre-installed on like i don't know would you you say that like would you say that windows makes up maybe like 70 percent of computers give or take like, like, just in terms of what what OS is mm-hmm. on them, maybe like sixty yeah. percent. I don't know what the, I don't know what like the Linux and iOS lineup is, but like, like a majority of computers out there just have this thing installed as default. This has been the yeah. de facto voice chat for like a decade at this point, and then they just didn't. Uh, 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 they, they fucking wanged it. Now I have to install fucking Zoom when my teacher's kid gets sick. God. I have to learn from home. Wild. Um. Let's see. Okay, yeah. So, 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 Orga's skyping Nase. Um, talking about the deal, uh, and like Orga, he, he considers McMurder's feelings for all of this. Mm-hmm. And Nase is like, "Hey, don't worry about business here. Follow your gut. I'm your big bro. Like, do what you think is right." And you know, Orga says his gut tells him to take Mach and I up. Like they, because his whole thing is like they still need to make a name for themselves. Like if they back down and leave and head back to Mars without fully completing the job and taking Kudelia to Edmonton now, like, you know, they'll be able to, like, kind of go by with small jobs, but who knows how long that'll last. If they do this, they can become, like, real heroes, and, like, they can be a well-known name. He wants Tekadon to become Jeff Gerstmann voice bigger. 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 Uh, Naze likes it. You know, he's he's in. He, he's like, all right, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. It's like, you, you kind of expect him to be like, well, this seems kind of reckless, but he's like, no, I love that this is reckless. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Yeah, Naze definitely not a man concerned with recklessness. <laughs> I'm a good older brother. <laughs> uh, and um, Orga goes and sits with Biscuit on the beach and is like, hey, we're taking Makanai's request. And he's like, you know, it's it's the same risk either way. So if it's a bigger reward, why not? And uh-huh. Biscuit's like, no, I want to go home. And this point in my notes, my at this point in my notes, say, oh, he's fucking dead next episode. Yeah, this is when you start to realize, huh? Yep. Uh and Orga's like, no, like, we need to make a name for ourselves. And, and you know, Biscuit says what I said, essentially, like, you're being reckless. People are going to get killed because you want to gain glory. You know, you, you make want to make a name for, for ourselves. For, at the Please, for once in your life, do not take the most dangerous path. Yeah. And and Biscuit says, if you take up Machanai's offer, I'm going to quit. And Orga, this is a complete fucking shock. And, and we kind of learn in narration as this happens that Biscuit's uh, message from Sovereign is like a goodbye note, essentially. Like we get, um, 
we, we get like a scene, like a sort of silhouette scene of back on Dort, uh, Dort. Of, of two of the union members, like going into this, this like warehouse building. And like, you, you, you know, it, it's obvious what happened. You see sovereign's legs as the camera pans up. Um, pretty bad. So poor biscuit. Yeah. Um, and Orga goes after this to meet with Maribit. He's like, kind of like, you know, it's nice. Like we, how often he confides in her now. Uh, and it's not like a, it's, it's just like a, like she's a mother figure to him almost now. Yeah. It's quite nice. And, you know, he, he tells her everything about Machinai and Biscuit, and she explains Sovereign's note. It's it's nice, but it's also a little bit like, I don't know. I, I, I guess, like, I don't know. Like, this is the most adult woman that we have encountered in this series yet, right? Because, like, what? Nanze's wives are, like, I'm going to say, like, 20s, give or take? T- like 20s, maybe, maybe early, early 30s, 30s, sure. Like, Maribit's probably, like, what? In her late 30s, 40s? I'd, I'd say late thirties, yeah. Like, just gets aboard the ship and is immediately just like, "Well, these 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 young boys, they're they're reckless teens. I will mom them all." And yeah, it's I like her. I I I'm not too I'm not too pressed about it, but it's just a little I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the same time, I I think this scene is nice because it's like Orga. It is, it is a real, it is a really nice scene. I'm not I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to like rain on this scene in in general. I just I. I just want some more out of Maribit, aside from being like an emotional, like, like just like right. a, just like an emotional parental. Thing. Like, I don't mind her doing being this if I experienced more of her doing other things. Sure, I yeah, feel like I, I feel like you. I like what we, we were introduced with. We, we, our introduction to Maribit was her like was her like helping take care of Orga, like when mm-hmm. he was puking his guts out. The next thing is like him, her and Orga like having a little argument about like him being her being there to like you know spy on them and like but like I just I don't know maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm out of my ass here I just feel a little bit I want to see more out of Maribit and I'm excited I'm sure that I will see more out of Maribit I'm mm-hmm. just yeah but anyway it, this scene is not good. developed right now yeah this scene is this scene yeah. is good though I do like the scene a lot yes it's nice um. Uh, we, the next scene is Atra and Mika. They go to visit Kudelia. They bring her a fish because she hasn't eaten in a while. And she's like, oh, hell yeah. Fuck yeah. This rules. Like, look, if someone brought me a fully cooked fish, I would be extremely happy too. Yeah. She on, says on, she... on this fr- Friday in Lent, time to eat my, my, my sacrificial meal of penance, this gigantic fish platter. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, uh, is like, oh, it's my dad's favorite meal. And uh, Mika's like, uh, don't eat it if you don't like. And Atra just like glares daggers at him. Yeah, do, do not feed her a Mars palm asshole. Do not, yeah, no, no Mars palms, please. Let her eat. Let her eat fishy. <laughs> let her let, let her eat fish. Famous quote from Marie Antoinette. Yes. <laughs> um. So me- meanwhile, uh, Biscuit's talking to Yuki Nojo. Like Yuki Nojo is the one Biscuit's confiding in. Uh, like conversely from Orga to Maribit. Um, and Yuki Nojo kind of explains like, you know, Takadon has been getting by, but it hasn't, they haven't been getting by through luck. Like it, it's been the combined efforts of everyone pushing forward. Like it, the orgas might be being reckless, but at the same time, like everyone is coming together to ensure that all of everyone's plans are like enacted safely. So maybe you should go back and talk to Orga about this, you know, right. communication. What a concept. Yeah. Um, and the last bit before the episode ends is like Orga's continuing to talk to him a bit and they get a call from Mach and I who long and short of it is like, oh yeah, Cardis after their asses, turns out that she has like, since her family is the most important of the seven stars, like she has a lot of like sway and she can basically say, hey, I'm going to get these boys that you're protecting. And they just simply have to say, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Uh-oh. Tr- trouble in paradise. Um, 
Anything else you have for this episode, Sarah? Uh, no, just Carta Issue. Great name. Cart- Carta's Issues. Carta, uh, she, she sure got them. She sure um, got them. Uh, episode 21. To the place of return. Let's go! Uh, As Tekadon prepare to fight against Carta's forces, Kudelia contacts Montag and has him prepare transport for them to get to Edmonton. Orga and Biscuit both want to hash things out together, but they decide they'll talk about it after the battle, with both of them privately confiding in Meribit and Yukinojo about the other, seemingly wanting to make up with each other. The next morning, the battle begins, as Mika, Akihiro, and Shino fight off air troops while Ozzy and Laughter fight off sea troops. Tekadon used Makanai's house as bait to destroy all of the fleet's mobile workers and foot soldiers, and things are looking up until Karta notices Orga's command mobile worker and charges it. In an effort to protect Orga, Biscuit flings him off the worker and is attacked by Karta, ending with him crushed under the debris. As Tekadon safely make it to shore to the transport ships and the fighting stops, Biscuit dies while telling Orga of his future wishes. Sh- episode 21! We did it! Yeah. We made it. Made it to the fabled episode 21. Um, uh. I was I was always right. Uh, let, let it be said, I I never I called this shot. <laughs> yeah, you did. This this the uh, <laughs> But at what like, cost? The the thing is that like I'm in pain about this, but like I think about the other characters that, like, I thought might have been in danger based on this, and, like, like the other characters I thought might be on the rece- might might get on the short end of the stick in this episode 21 were, like, Eugene or Atra, and uh-huh. I love Biscuit, don't get me wrong, but, like, of those three, Biscuit's definitely the one where I'm like, thank goodness. <laughs> this one hurts the least. Yeah, it still hurts a lot, but it's like, this uh-huh. could have hurt This could have hurt worse, and I'm sure that one it, of, at least one of those two characters will fucking be paced before the series is over. The only one way to find out. Yeah, the only way, um, the only, the only way to find out is through. Exactly. Famous line of Sarah! We, she said it! <laughs> um, it's, my, so, it's mine and Orga's catchphrase. Me and season five of Roy League with Bisharp staring down like five mons, and it's like Ironhead flinches <laughs> are the only way the only way out is through with seven Ironhead flinches. I need this <laughs> you, you play the fucking IBO theme. I need this man to go Toga Tomorrow mode. <laughs> <laughs> he will never go Toga Tomorrow Machinai mode. <laughs> uh, uh, so yes, I, want to, I want Toga Tomorrow with Machinai's beard on my desk by Monday morning. <laughs> So the episode starts out waving the first of many, many death flags for poor Biscuit Griffin as we see Mars, uh, Cookie and Cracker, they're, they're, they're tending to the cornfield and they look at a Contra wondering if Biscuit's on it and, you know, they're like, no, he's on Earth still and they hope he's doing well and one of them is like, do you think they have corn on Earth? And the other's like, ew, Earth corn and they have a cute laugh about it. Yeah. Um, uh, Biscuit, Biscuit's just chilling and sitting on the beach and he's remembering about threatening to quit but he's like, oh, I should talk about it with Orga though. Mm-hmm. And he's one. He's wondering about Cookie and Cracker, um, but Mikazuki is here, and he's like, hey, uh, Gellerhorn's here. Just, like, completely deadpan. It's very yeah. funny. It's uh, good. Uh, uh, Orga, Orga, like, call, uh, requested Biscuit by name to help draw up plans, and Biscuit's like, Mikazuki, mm-hmm. I... And then we get the OP. Then we get the OP. Uh... After that, you know, we cut. Everyone's prepping the suits. Um, they see they can like see the Gallarhorn ships. They're just like regular looking like aircraft carrier type things. Yeah. Um, they're, they're all advancing to the island. Mock and I kind of talks about how you know they piss the issue family off. They're the most powerful of the seven stars, so you know they have the sway to be able to attack despite the Ushin, the, the Federation harboring them. Um, 
Orga finally formally tells Machinai and Kudelia that like he's gonna take him to Edmonton, he'll take up the offer, and but Orga's like, but it's gonna cost you, old man. And Machinai loves this shit. He's like, fuck yeah, I'll pay it. Because, uh, you know, like they don't have a choice at all, obviously, but it's still, you know, the formality of him accepting is there despite being coerced into doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh Kudelia says she's gonna go get a ship ready. Uh she asks Orga to take care of the fighting with Tekadon, obviously. And we, we we get a scene. The boys are all eating, you know, their their meal before the fighting. Uh, Shino's talking to Yamagi about how they're going to be on the run from Gjallarhorn forever. Uh, he's scared. Yamagi's the one saying this, by the way. Yeah. Yamagi's, you know, he's like, you know, I don't want to live in fear of... <laughs> he's being a real doomer about it. Uh, and, and, you know, Shino's like, you know, hey, with with us, we're going to blow all our enemies away. Like, you know, we're not going to have anything to worry about. Yeah, we're going to absolutely clap Gjallarhorn's cheeks. We're going to roast him and no one's going to die uh, he's looking like, into the camera. He says, worry about the future after we leave here. We can't do shit while we're here. Yeah. Um, we, also get a, we also get a shot of Ride and Takaki uh, setting like setting charges on the bridge on, yeah. on, Machina, on <laughs> Machina's Sandals Beach Resort. Yeah. <laughs> His timeshare, he's not done paying it off yet. <laughs> yeah. It's very funny. It's very fun to me that like these bridges are structurally sound enough to spot like these bridges are structurally sound enough to, to carry the weight of like many mobile workers at once. Yeah, that's some, that's some thick wood they're using. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the fucking, the Hayato Memorial Thick Bridge. <laughs> We're using that Caraba wood. Damn, that's a thick-ass bridge. That's what, that's what Mach and I said the first time we saw it. <laughs> Damn, Sandals, y'all know how to build a timeshare. <laughs> Um, <laughs> let's see. The Hyatt's of Karaba Memorial Thick Ass Bridge. <laughs> it's like just completely wrong timeline. I love it. Um, listen, listen. The stories, the stories of the thickness of Hyatt Karaba transcend timeline and generations. <laughs> It's like it's, so it's it's like how it's like how every timeline of of fiction across all time has some mention of Excalibur in it and like you know Arthurian mm. legend. I mean, hey, it is funny. I think um Gundam Seed like one of the big swords they use is Excalibur in that, so you're that, not wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like Arthurian legend is something that finds its, you know, it finds its way into so yeah. many stories. In the same way the, the, the tale of thick ass boy Hayato Karaba. <laughs> God. It even made it, it even made it, it even made its way into our universe with the thick ass with the thick ass noodles that they serve at Caraba's Italian Grill. God, they do. I miss Caraba's. <laughs> Fuck Olive Garden. Caraba's where it's at. Uh, drawing the line in the sand. So, Kudelia tells Mach and I that she's arranged a ship. Uh, we learn that she contacted Montag, and uh, not Toto is like talking to Montag after Kudelia. Or maybe Montag. Montag's just, like, I can't believe to Toto. Toto is still in this fucking show. I gotta. How I, is he still around? Like I don't. <laughs> the fact that he's a around and b with with McGillis somehow. I don't yeah. get how Toto wound up with Montag because like I'm sure it was like in like I'm sure it was like explained in like two lines in episode twelve or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like like I don't know how he went from like being sent to Gallerhorn as like a funny prank to in. Like I know how it happened because I'm sure McGillis was just like, yeah, I can use this piece of shit. But like, mm-hmm. how did it ha- Like, how was that facilitated? In in, I don't know. I feel like Gallerhorn would not just like give up a, a prisoner they got and be like, yeah, here, we'll we'll take this guy. <laughs> we'll we'll give this guy away. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's very weird. It's like they needed like an excuse. 
I, I don't know. It doesn't make any fucking sense. But he's there. He's just there for uh, for McGillis to exposit to. And like, you know, it's like they're talking about how oh, Cordelia has him wrapped around his finger. And this is what Machina thinks about. And like Montag just he just kind of finds it amusing that she's like trying to boss him around. But he's mm-hmm. you know obviously going along with it. Like he's going to get her the ships that she asks for. Um, later on, Orga's talking with Biscuit. Finally, like he has his battle map ready, looking at the island and everything. And they both, you know, more death flags of them saying they want to talk it out, but they're going to wait until after the fighting, after, you know, everyone's safe and everything's over. Um, yeah. And Orga is like, you know, Biscuit, you never complained about all my plans when we were kids. You know, why is it coming out now? And Biscuit's like, I certainly did complain. You just didn't listen to me. Yeah, you just ignored me. You said, I don't hear that shit. <laughs> yeah. And Orga's like, damn, I haven't changed. And now you want to quit? This is all my fault. Yeah, but then yeah, but then Biscuit, you know. but then Biscuit walks into the loading bay and is like, I can I can operate. Him. You can always like, hey, what's going on? Everything okay? And Biscuit's like, even I can operate a mobile worker. And you can just like, I met with Orga, idiot. Yeah, <laughs> and and Biscuit's like, we'll talk when we leave the island. It'll be fine. I will have time. I will I will definitely leave the. I mean, he did leave the island. He left the Spirit, island, all right. Spiritually, <laughs> he did the fucking JoJo's yellow cloud ghost. Yeah, flying up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yukino Joe like slaps the the AV like avocado over his port so he yes. can like hop into the mobile worker. Yes. Um, um, and like, or, there's or, a cute or, or line has, here. Uh, uh, go on. There, there's a cute line where Biscuits like he says we need to think about. He says we need to think one step ahead. And Yukino just like, huh? You said we. So it you know kind of seems like Biscuits already resigned to stay with Tekadon. Yeah. Like, by using the language we instead of they. It's um, cute. It's and, nice. And Orga meets with Maribet, and he's like lamenting that like he couldn't even bring himself to tell Biscuit that he wants him to stay like outright, yeah. and he can't express his feelings. He's gay. Um, and Maribet's like, you'll still you still have many chances to say it. Which lol, lamau. Raise your flag, and yeah. the flag is a death flag. Yeah. Uh, he'll, he's retiring in two days, but you know, you're, after his retirement, he'll have plenty of time. Even <laughs> though, even though he's it. getting, even though he's getting married tomorrow. Yeah. It's, it's just fucking all, all manner of, yeah. all manner of flags. Uh, so it's the next morning now. Yep. And Carter's, see the fleet approaching. <laughs> this is so fucking funny. So Carter's, yeah. Carter's fleet rolls in and the captain, uh, captain, I did not write his name down because he is, he wants to avenge his brother Orlis who died in the first episode. And yeah. the, his name is just like, it's, it's Orlis, but with a letter in front of it. I don't remember what it is. And my notes just call him Borlis and Norlis and Jorlis and Corlis and Lorlis because it's the, yeah. it's the same exact guy, but the hair swoop is just going in a different direction. It's strong genes. <laughs> yeah. It's Orlis. It's Corlis Stensha. Corliss, thank you. Borlis. My, my favorite Pokemon character to work with the enemy team. Corliss. <laughs> um, so he's, you know, he's doing this for vengeance, whatever the fuck. Uh, they, they start firing artillery yeah, at they, the Yeah, they island. shoot, the, they, they fire off their opening salvo of bombs. Mm-hmm. It's fine, doesn't hit anyone. Akihiro is using, like, the big-ass uh, smoothbore rifle that Mika used way earlier. Um, and he misses, and the girls are like, hey, idiot, gravity. And Mika's like, instead of thinking about math when you fire, just use think about your AV port. Just sense it. And and Akihiro's like, ah, oh, I understand now. Yeah, I just I, he, don't. Th- I, I don't think. I feel that he. Heidelin spoke to him. <laughs> think, feel, shoot, and he does it. And he's like, fucking, he's dual wielding these gigantic guns too. It rolls, and he hits one of the, the ships. It's, it's Corliss's ship. It like starts to take on water. Think, um, feel, shoot. That's that's some good shit. Think, feel, shoot. That's what Final Fantasy 16 is about. Yeah. Um, 
so uh the fighting's beginning uh they're they're taking on like the, the suits approaching from the ocean just fine but unexpectedly some suits from the air start coming down these are more of carter's graze ridders um they the the boys are essentially going to fight the 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 air units as Ozzy and Laughter and the Rue are fighting uh, the sea units who are trying to approach the island. Um, Mika sees like the only weapon he really has left is this big ass is the fucking Uchi and he's like I don't want to use this I don't know how to use this yet and he looks between like the box and just sees the fucking gigantic wrench and he's like this is gonna work I can this I can use. <laughs> The, so, in for the Masterade Barbatos, you can actually buy an options pack, or you used to be able to from Premium Bandit, not anymore, unless you want to pay an exorbitant fee, but, like, you could buy an options pack that comes with a bunch of, like, the extra armor that Barbatos uses in these scenes, and also this big comedy wrench. That rules. That fucking it's rules. It's so good. Uh, they're all fighting, like, on the landing strip. Carta lands and, like, you know, does the Ginyu Force pose. Uh, and like as they pose Akihiro fucking domes yes. the second to the last second suit the right, and like yes. it, it doesn't damage it it just knocks like part of like the suit's head armor off but like and he's like, like uh can I what am I allowed to shoot now it's like it's <laughs> like it's so fun it's just like like it feels like the it's fucking, a gag it's the it's the it's the classic joke of like why does the monster simply not punch Usagi while she's mid transformation sequence. Yeah, it's 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 very cute. I love it. Yeah. It's just like a weird gag that doesn't really feel out of place, honestly. Um, but they begin fighting, and like you know, they're completely kicking ass. Mika is just crunching dudes with this mace, yes. or with this wrench. Yeah, because um, all all of Cardo's guys like go in swords out, and they just get fucking crunched and punched. And yeah, it's like we have guns. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, we we get to see Akihiro's trick at one point. Um, because like he, he's out of shots with his guns. He doesn't, you know, he can't fire anymore. Uh, and we see the, the visor of the Gusion. It kind of like slides back and to the side and like, mm-hmm. it actually reveals the eyes because it was in like scope mode before. And the two fucking like Dara gourd pods on either shoulder open up to show two extra arms with axes in hand. Mm-hmm. I fucking love this. It's so good. It's like, say what you will about the Gusion rebake, but like, I like forearms on a suit. Um, and also, so this is, this I think is most, I think most I suits have forearms. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is actually fun trivia. I learned not too long ago, like a couple days ago. The reason it's called the Gusion rebake is specifically because it is a coffee colored suit and rebake is like a term for a way to roast coffee beans. Oh, it's, it's weird. It, weird does, look a little, it does look a little coffee ask, doesn't it? Yeah. It's coffee with a nice amount of creamer and it. it's how I like my coffee. I'm thinking about the goose yam when I go to work tomorrow. Mm, brew, brew a nice cuppa. Yeah. Here you have a cup of goose yam. Give me a tip. Have a cup. Of- <laughs> <laughs> tip, tip folks. Tip your baristas. This is my tip. Your baristas Where, tip. Honestly, tip everybody. Like I was, when I was in college, I was a really shit tipper. Like I would order, mm-hmm. I would regularly order delivery and just not tip or give a very small tip. And so yeah. now that I'm out of college and I have like much more disposable income, I am tipping wherever I can. And this is including places I do not, that is the tipping is not like, you know, common. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a, there's a nice guy at the Burger King near me and he'll, he's like very personable whenever I go for drive through and he like, he, he, you know, he'll like be like, oh, how's your day going? Oh, I hope you're having a great one. And like, he'll, uh, and I will like, I'll toss him like a, a buck or two, which is like, you know, you don't fucking, that's not, that's not tip position, but I'll tip it. Fuck it. Tip everyone. <clears throat> if someone does you a service, tip them. Yeah. It's just it's simple. This is, this is a wild cool robot command. <laughs> wild cool robot uh, order number one. Order number one. Rule, rule number one of wild cool robot. Tip everyone. Tip everybody. 
I'm t- sending um, sending Max sending Max five bucks on Venmo to the podcast as thanks for podcasting. <laughs> it's just us sending five bucks back and forth until we finish the show. <laughs> Micro um, microcosm of the furry ecosystem. Yeah, it's, it's the economy. It just yeah. keeps it all there. Yeah. God, what a good tweet that was. Um, <laughs> so we, uh, we we see Oregon Biscuit. They're all the boys are doing recon. They're in like Oregon's in in command mode, which just means he's shirtless, but he has a scarf still. Yes, uh, peeking out the top of a mobile worker. He's got Biscuit's one. He's got one point five x speed. Yeah, but he can only choose the first <laughs> movie selects. Uh, we see that Galarin have taken the bait, and they're like trying to infiltrate uh, Machinai's like. Uh, boat, boat house, river yeah. house, ocean house, whatever, the water house. <laughs> They're trying to infiltrate the sandals, the sandals timeshare. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the timeshare. Um, they bust in and like the bombs that Riot had placed, they, they go off and like without a hitch, they, like everyone just gets blown the fuck up. Like yep. all of the land troops are gone. All their mobile workers are gone. Um, the fighting continues. And Machina you know, is like, and Machina, like, this is when like Machina and most of the other Tekadon folks get, that are not actively engaged in combat, get to the beach for their... You know, they're yes. loading in the in the fucking World War II boats. And Machina's like, mm, you're very epic. You're all children. That's funny. <laughs> you orphans have iron blood. How curious. <laughs> Strange. Strange. Why is he turning into Tim Curry? I don't know what his voice is. <laughs> I'm going to escape the one place where capitalism can't touch. Edmonton. <laughs> No, my timeshare. <laughs> oh God! Um, uh, they, they they continue to fight on the airstrip, and like Shino almost falls for their own trap. Fucking Looney Tunes ass, just yes. hole in the ground that you walk in that blows up and you fall into it. Um, there lo- we get like Ozzy and laughter fighting in the seawater uh, against some mm-hmm. of the, the some of the you know the water tro- the the the, the, tro- the troops coming by sea, and Ozzy's like. You know, Aiko said not to get these wet with seawater and laughter, like, catches someone trying to hit her. Is like, don't damage Amida's mach- don't damage Amida's machine. She'll get mad at me. And, like, slams yeah. into the ground. I love it. Just seawater everywhere. Um, it's, like, it's it's weird that, I don't know, it's, like, it's not really consequential. Like, you know, they don't get fucked up because of seawater. It's just, like, a little thing. Yeah. Um, Mikazuki and Kardar are squared up in the 1v1, and she is not happy about all her guys getting owned, and so as penance for yeah. this, she sees she sees the mobile worker that's got Orga on top of it, and is like, oh, I will strike at this. Um, mm-hmm. to the, her two remaining guys hold Mikazuki back while she, uh, while, while they, tr- while, while Biscuit and Orga try and run away, and Biscuit, like, Orga, just tells Orga to let go of, like, the handles, and just, like, mm-hmm. shimmies the machine in a way to, like, launch him off of it, and just gets fucking sliced in twain. Yeah, like Carter just blasts this fucking mobile worker. Yeah, and and like we see Biscuit, like he's lying in a heap under the wreckage. Like it's like just his entire lower half is covered in blood. Um, Orga's like lying on the ground, beaten up too. And Mika sees this, and like his pupils fucking shrink, and he goes beast mode. Like, yes, because Carter's approaching Orga, and and you know. He's on the ground and she's in a mobile suit. She's about to kill him. And he fucking like literally opens the wrench and like pinches her graze it and just yes. starts fucking trashing it. Like eventually grabs the graze by the head and just like like lifts it over his head, slams it to the ground like a like a deconstructed suplex. Yeah. <laughs> this is the only way to suplex on a Gundam, I suppose. Yeah. But she's uh, just fucking completely trash. She's not dead. Like no, she's, she's fine. She's she alive, just, just owned. Um uh-huh. this gets Orga is limping towards Biscuit, and Biscuit is, like, alive, but barely. He is in two pieces. 
Yeah. Um, it's, oh, 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 oh. He's like, I can't die here. When it's all over, I'll go back to Mars. Cookie and Cracker, I'm going to put them in school. And mm. Orphans in Space. What? What is the, what's the track? It's Orphans No... Uh, orphans No Namida. Yeah, Orphans No Namida kicks in, and I'm just fucking like, damn it. Biscuit's like, I can't die. I don't want to die. I have my promise with Orga. And Biscuit reaches out a hand to Orga to be held for the last moments of his life, and he fucking dies. Just Yeah, he fucking dies, and it begins to rain, and like Orga just fucking just this bestial scream at the sky. Yeah. <sighs> biscuit, Biscuit, Biscuit. And it's episode 21. Yeah, Tekodon gets in the boats and gets ready, and Kudeli is like doing a prayer, like, please let everybody be okay, and like, baby, baby girl, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but <sighs> they're not all okay not everyone's okay um oh god that shit hurted i'm oh god i'm really curious where this where the show is going next after this just because it's like i'm curious what is going to be the stopping point of episode 25 because like i don't think i don't know is four episodes enough for them to get to edmonton and like do all this and set the I just have no idea what this show looks like i kind of expected them to be on a journey to earth a lot longer than they were and them getting here is like huh Oh, all right. Yeah, I mean, we are going to find out next week because next week's going to be a, a slightly larger. A, episode. It's almost like spicy episode. big episode. Yeah, yeah. I I I figured since like IBO is a much more because like a lot of the other Gundam series are like fifty ish episodes long, but they don't have like season breaks like this does. So I figured it make more sense to just like end on the season finale. Yeah, hundred like, you know, percent. Like how it would have been. So we'll find out next week uh, if they do make it to Edmonton. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, they're gonna go, uh, they're gonna go to Alberta. They're gonna go to uh. Trying to remember things about, I'm trying to like summon things about Edmonton that I know anything about. Um, they're gonna go see an Oilers game. They're gonna, um, they're gonna listen to Alberta Advantage podcast. Yep. Um, that's about all I got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Third Canadian thing. <laughs> well, I know, I know um, more Can, I know more Canadian things. But, like, I wanted to specify Edmonton. Like, I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Flex our knowledge. Yeah. Um. They're gonna go to. Ven- in the meantime, yeah. But b- b- before next week, Sarah, I hear. I believe you have something for me here. I do. I have a Beyond Toon World, a tremendous Beyond Toon World here. You're going to love this. Trust me. Beyond Toon. I am. Um, I did not pick this. I, I picked uh, uh, Carta just because I like her. I think she's funny. I did not realize that she was voiced by the Inoue Kikuko. Um. Uh. Like one of the most storied voice actors in mm-hmm. anime since like the eighties till now, like, like just so many fucking roles. Like, okay, here, here's what I've got for you. And there were also a couple others that I saw while I was compiling that are just like, so start to start, to start off with her earliest, like big role. You've got Kasumi Tendo from, Ron, from Ronma one half from 1989, to okay. 1992, yeah. already just huge bell dandy from, Oh my goddess in 1993. Um, okay. Uh, Chianti from Detective Conan, which is not really a major character, but I just want to shout it out because I want to shout Detective Conan. Yeah, I love um, Detective Conan. She is a, a Gundam alumni because in Mobile Suit Gundam 08 Mobile Team, she was Ina Sahalin in 96. Oh, that's like a main character of that, I believe. Yeah. She is a lot of... Ma- I have. Ne- I was showing this person... This, I was showing her Wikipedia. I have never seen as many, like, blue character names on a, on a voice actor's wiki before. Mm-hmm. Um, F Zero GP Legend. She was one Jody Summer oh, in two thousand three. Yeah. Um, in Higurashi anime two thousand six two thousand seven. She was Akane Sonozaki, which I believe that means she would also have been the voice actor for the visual novel itself. Which I just want to double yeah. check that. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was Akane in the in all of the Higurashi stuff, which is that character is playing an important ro- a role in the chapter I'm reading right now. 
Um, Hell yeah. She voiced voiced someone named Cecile Crumey in Code Gas. Oh, (laughs) mech anime name. Yep. Um, In 2009, in Umaneko, she voiced Virgilia. Which I believe also meant she would have voiced the Virgilia character in the visual novel. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Sonico, in the Super Sonico animation, she voiced Sonico's grandmother in 2014. <laughs> Tremendous! I wonder if she has horny anime figures of her. <laughs> in 2018, in Cells at Work, she voiced the Macrophage, which was the the if you remember any of the designs from that show, it was the woman with the big flowy dress who was constantly covered in blood from killing viruses. And so tremendous. Two of the two huge recent roles is that in Guilty Gear, she is the voice of one Eno, the epic guitar oh, yes. witch. And in Full, Ma- witch. in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, do you know who she was in Full Metal Alchemist? Uh, let me think. Big, I want you to just, you get one guess at this. I'm not I just one major female character voiced by Inoue Kikuko, voice of Eno, voice of all these characters. Lust? She was in fact Lust in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Fuck yes. yeah! <laughs> Sniped it. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Oh my god, that rules. Right. Um, yeah, fucking and she's great in this too. I'm really loving her. Yeah, holy shit. Anyway, Kikuko, I am saluting. Yeah. What a in, I, see, I love the banger beyond Toon World. In in uh sorry, just going down her movie uh roles now. Uh in Kiki's delivery service, she played the role of beautiful designer girl. Oh, so true. Which so true. Just, that's just funny to me. I love that. I love just you know, just random like woman three. Yeah. Um, I just realized I completely missed the video game section. Um, are you familiar with, with Philia Felice from the Tales games? Mm, I mean, I'm familiar with the Tales games, but not but not specific but not, character. Not Philia Felice. Okay. Uh, Rosemary in Metal Gear Solid 2. Okay. Uh, the boss in Metal Gear Solid 3. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Sorry that I missed these. I was only looking at her anime roles, but oh my god, yeah. <laughs> One for the gamers. Yeah. <laughs> she was Alex Kidd in Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. <laughs> Tremendous. Good work. And she was the voice of Heidelin! What? Think, 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 feel, shoot! What the fuck? What the fuck? No, this oh kid, my god! I think it, it looks like she was only the voice of Heidelin from Endwalker on, but I Damn. still think, feel, shoot. Think, feel, shoot? Holy moly, that's good. Uh, shouts out, Inu and Kikuko. Thank you for, thank you for everything. Hey, uh, saluting with both my hands, like Gusion does. My goodness. Yeah. I'm doing the double, yeah. doing the double fisted salute. Yeah, <laughs> just like just like back and forth, both hands, like I'm a robot doing yeah. a chopping animation. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Oh my god, love that. Oh <sighs> yeah, good, good be on here. Oh, thank you, Sarah. Yeah, pick, just picked her out of a hat. Did not realize who that who that voice was. Yeah. Damn, <laughs> I, um, I like her. She's funny. Funny. Uh, let's see. Um. Do we do plugs first, or do we do Robot of the Week first? Uh, I think it's I Robot of the Week first, and it's your turn for Robot of the Week? It's my turn for Robot of the Week. Um, Well, I've begun to play the wonderful game of Kirby Forbidden whatever the fuck. Um, Boku no favorite Nintendo franchise. Uh-huh. And my, if I'm going to pick a robot from Kirby, I already said Robobot, so I'm going to pick... You know what? Fuck it. A car is a robot. A it's car a is a robot. Thing you control. Yes. So... I'm going to pick the half of Carby, you know, when Kirby goes mouthful mode on that car. I'm going to pick the cute little car that you that you overtake to become Carby because it's like the first thing you do in the game in like the very first introductory level. And when you do it and you like drive to this bridge to end the level, it plays this like a real song a la Mario uh, Odyssey. And it's just like this very nice like Japanese song of like, you know, having fun in a new world. This is the new dreamland, you know, follow your dreams. And it's just like, 
be quite emotional. I love Kirby. You know, it's always an exciting when there's a new Kirby game out. And I, I'm excited to have more adventures with my fun car robot. Mm-hmm. Love Kirby. Funny, funny little guy. <laughs> Pink round boy. Rohan mm-hmm. Kishibe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> funny little guy. That, funny little guy. And that will bring us to plugs. Sarah, where can we find you on the internet? Yeah. Check me out on Twitter at SunHatGenya. S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. The other active podcasts that I have right now are uh, Forward Forward ReZero, a ReZero uh, watch-along podcast I do with my girlfriend, Neve, and host of this show at one point, Morg. Um... We, uh, I also do special great snacks, which, uh, by the time this releases, I think there will be a new episode out about, uh, the movie, Jujutsu Kaisen movie, Zero Tale, uh, A Story of Love and Curses. Um, big movie. Big, big, big movie. You know, they're saying, they're saying more and more, large movie. <laughs> um, I've also got a couple of podcasts that are in hiatus currently, which is Fear Baiting, my horror movie podcast, The Wonder Yerks, my Animorphs podcast, and Henry Kissinger's book, Am I Going to Die? The Leftism podcast that I do very occasionally. Um, I think that's all my shit. Fuck yeah. Um, I'm Max. You can go to Twitter, Max Bajillion, to find me. You can listen to Pod of Greed, my Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Um, we're going to do a normal, regular episode of April Fools. Don't think anything otherwise. Um, you can listen to Slappers Only, my video game music podcast. Uh, we're going to do a normal episode for April Fools. Don't think otherwise. Um, <laughs> and you can listen to, uh, Nevermind the Trollocs, Wheel of Time podcast. We don't do an episode of April Fools because we're done recording. Until season two drops in like, you know, a year or two. Who knows? Uh, you can go to twitter.com slash podcast to find us. There's Discord links in every episode description. Uh, come hang out with us. It's fun. Post your gunpla. Just talk about characters we like. Yeah. Uh, re- react to us as we watch through the episodes. Um, and big thank you to noisebase.xyz for hosting all of our podcasts. Matt GameCube uh, is, 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 is king. Love Matt. Yeah, we love GameCube. We love GameCube where I'm from. Um, and hey, that'll do it. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, thank you again, Sarah, for thank being you. a wonderful co-host. Thank uh, you for having next me. Next week, season one finale of Iron-Blooded Orphans is going to be a little bit jumbo spicy, bigger than usual. Yeah. It'll be fun. Four episodes. Uh, Cannot wait. I, I hope it ends well. Yeah. It, uh, nothing, ba- nothing bad will happen. I'm eating a big bowl of cereal. Mm-hmm. Um... And so at the at the start of next at the start of next episode at the start of the next episode you I will either start with either a or a <laughs> yeah we're getting some good foley work I've next got, week I've oh. got I've, I've I've got just until the next episode comes out just imagine me with a, a just like a spoonful of cereal just in my mouth my mouth closed around it just in stasis until you hit play uh-huh. on the next episode it's get, getting real soggy just, until here, next week huh let me, like, yeah let me, let, I'll give us a little something to, to, to help you with that in your mind when when we head out of here. So, mm-hmm. Max, well, until like then, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> until then, as we always say, war is bad. But wow, cool robot. How? <laughs> See you in Canada. <laughs>